Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm and have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. I'd like to start today with a quote from Mr. Herbert W. Armstrong and his book, The Wonderful World Tomorrow, What It Will Be Like. This is a free book that is offered at thetrumpet.com. If you haven't read that, please uh, read it. You can request a free copy there at thetrumpet.com, or you could just read it right at the site if you'd like to and download it, whatever you'd like to do. But it's a very important book, especially for this time that we live in today. And here is the quote. There is a cause for today's world chaos and threat of human extinction. That cause will be supplanted by that which will bring a utopia that is real, that is successfully functioning. So in looking at this world today and the world after the return of Jesus Christ, Mr. Armstrong highlights the principle of cause and effect. When we look at the world today and the problems, as he wrote about, there is a cause for every effect. When we look ahead and see what the Bible prophesies about the millennium, that time period after Jesus Christ returns, it's going to be a wonderful time. But again, there is a cause for that effect. So cause and effect is very important. In our lives, we have to look at this same principle. There is a cause for every effect. Now, people might accept that in general, but really looking at cause and effect can be uncomfortable when we look at the specifics of our lives. But if we want to have positive effects, which everyone does, then we have to make sure we are doing the things that cause those positive effects, cause and effect. Oftentimes that means changing some things. Changing some things, working on the cause so that we can obtain the desired effect. Notice Galatians 6. We have a few passages today. If you have a Bible handy, you could get it out, and we could go through a few of these scriptures together and see what the Bible says about this principle of cause and effect. Galatians 6 and verse 7. It says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. See, again, this is that principle, cause and effect. Whatever a man sows, that's what he'll reap. Now, we understand this from an agricultural standpoint. If a farmer wants wheat, he needs to plant wheat. That's pretty basic. You know, just think about how a, a farmer would be scorned if he planted corn and then couldn't figure out why there was no wheat. People would laugh. I mean, that, that person would be um, uh, definitely uh, ridiculed because it's so obvious, right? You, if you want wheat, you've got to plant the seeds for it. If you want corn, you've got to plant the seeds for it. Whatever. We understand the principle in terms of agriculture. 
But it's the same principle in our lives. Whatever's growing, whatever the fruits are, well, we planted seeds for that. We planted seeds. You know, how easy is it to, say, eat the wrong foods and then be upset when our health isn't good? But that's just cause and effect, reaping what has been sown. And Galatians 6 and verse 7 tells us not to be deceived on that point. You know, we can't plant seeds that will produce bad fruits and then be surprised when bad fruits spring up. Cause and effect. Cause and effect. But there's a positive side here, of course, too. I mean, we could think about it in a negative sense, but there's a really positive side to this, and that is if we want a crop of good health, we can plant the seeds of good health. And I'm just using health as an example. You could pick anything. But whatever good fruit we want, we've got to go back and make sure we're planting those proper seeds. So the same would be true with finances, relationships, any aspect of our lives. We must plant good if we want good results to grow. And God wants us to have a lot of good. God wants to see growth. He wants to see success. But we have to do our part in making sure that we're planting the right things, that we're sowing the right things, the right actions. Notice 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 6. 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 6. But this I say, he which sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. So again, this principle is expounded upon. If we want a lot of good, we've got to sow a lot of good, sow bountifully. And again, we understand that agriculturally. Uh, You can't throw one seed in the ground and expect an entire field to pop up. Sometimes you get a little more than you bargained for, but not to that extent. We've, We've got to put a lot of seeds in the ground in terms of what we're doing and our actions or actions we're avoiding. If we want a lot of good health, a lot of good relationships, we have to sow bountifully, put a lot of effort into developing the good. So we can't believe the popular lie that we don't have a lot of say in the outcomes of our lives. The Bible is clear that we reap what we sow. And when we read that in Galatians 6 and verse 7, it started out by saying, well, don't be deceived. Okay, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. You can't sow evil and then have good fruits. Right Or you can't sow sparingly and then reap bountifully. There's, there's cause and effect that's happening. The Bible is clear that we reap what we sow. That's cause and effect. But, of course, it takes patience. It takes patience to reap the good. And sometimes when people do the wrong thing, it, it, the bad doesn't show up right away either. So, again, we just have to make sure we're careful with uh, what we're doing and thinking about where it's going to lead to. In the sense of doing something that is good and leading in a good direction, we have to have patience to realize that it does take some time. You know, again, when you think about a farmer planting his seeds, he doesn't have a full crop the next day. It takes a while, right? It takes a growing season. We have to wait for those fruits, but they do come. Notice Galatians 6 and verse 9. 
We have an admonition here about having patience. Galatians 6 and verse 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You know, again, you think about that farmer planting the seeds. Well, if he just gets weary and says, I don't want to work on this anymore, or I'm going to abandon this and move on, you know, he he wouldn't get the crop. He's got to stay there. He's got to keep working. He has to keep working with the field and watering and doing what he can, whatever is needed, and then have patience and wait. And then those good fruits come, but he can't be weary in working. We can't be weary in well-doing. And that's uh, a challenge. And obviously that's why there's the warning there in Galatians 6 and verse 9, because it's common for people to become weary in well-doing. They do something well for a while, and then they don't get the immediate result they want. And then at some point, they don't do it anymore. So we've got to be careful and make sure that we don't uh, forget about the fact that there is cause and effect, that we do reap what we sow. And when we're sowing those good things, we have to have patience for the fruits to really come out. They will. You know, sometimes people start out strong in an effort to produce good fruits. But then they get discouraged and they quit. You see that with, you know, all sorts of situations in life. If a person wants to lose 20 pounds, one day of good diet and exercise won't do it. But a year of good days will do it. And maybe even less than that, of course, it depends. But you get the point. See, sin oftentimes has an immediate kick. There's something that a person wants, a lust or something, and there's an immediate kick to it. But then it has a massive long-term kickback because the fruits of it, if not repented of, end up being death. But there's a lot of negative fruits along that path as well. People get into all kinds of problems because of sin. You know, say eating poorly. Well, that may immediately appease a craving, but it leads to all sorts of problems down the road. Don't be weary in well-doing. See, we have to keep going in the right direction. The harvest of good fruit will be bountiful if we sow bountifully and if we keep working on it and sowing those good seeds. Here's another quote from that free book, The Wonderful World Tomorrow, that is at thetrumpet.com. It says, do we not realize that there is a cause for every effect? Why are people blind to the cause of all this degeneration? You know, and he's speaking about the problems in the world today. Why are people blind to the cause of all the degeneration? Well, it's because they don't want to look at it in a lot of cases. In some cases, I suppose they just don't understand it. But... As Mr. Armstrong writes here, we repeat, there's a cause for every effect. A cause for every effect. And he continues and says, if crime is to be greatly reduced and then wiped out, there will be a reason. And you look at the opposite side of that today, where there's an increase in crime. Well, they want to defund the police, right? So the police officers aren't on the streets like they used to be. And lo and behold, crime has skyrocketed. Cause and effect. There's some horrible stories out there. You've probably seen them in the news. 
where people have been attacked and brutalized and so much destruction has occurred. And there's been, of course, a lot of uh, shoplifting. A lot of stores have just had to abandon certain areas because the police are gone. There's no one there to uphold the law. Well, what did they think was going to happen? Right? Cause and effect. But Mr. Armstrong here is looking ahead using Bible prophecy to a time when crime will be reduced and wiped out. And as he says, there will be a reason for it. He writes, many people have guesses, opinions, theories about what causes crime. But the answer is human nature. He says, what is the cause of wars? Well, the answer is human nature. Why do people steal, murder, commit adultery or fornication, covet what is not theirs? Human nature. See, again, he's talking about cause and effect. Human nature, which is really Satan's nature, broadcast to man. Satan broadcasts. And people pick up on that and are living in a selfish way. And so that selfishness and that that lust that turns into crime, it turns into war, it turns into stealing, murder, adultery, fornication, coveting, all of those things. There's a cause and an effect. And it's exciting to think about the causes that will affect change in a positive way. And today we're looking around this world, and if you're looking at your news, you see all sorts of causes for why the negative effects are occurring. And there's a lesson in that for us, and it's simply this lesson of cause and effect. Do we reap what we sow? And it's a good lesson for us to look at this world and to see what's happening, and then to stop and think about, well, what's causing it? Ultimately, as Mr. Armstrong wrote about, it's human nature. But you can see then other specific things that are happening, like defunding the police, the bad diet and all the health problems. Look at any problem in this society. There's a cause for it. There is a cause. And we have to look at our lives and examine the fruits and then think about cause and effect. Think about reaping what we sow. We're told to not be deceived. We will reap what we sow. We have to take God's word seriously and make sure that we're applying it. Mr. Armstrong writes, we shall never have utopia on earth until human nature is changed. And that's the same in our individual lives. We won't have that peace we want until we can really begin to conquer that human nature. And he says, you might say man can't change human nature. And he writes, but God can. But God can, and that's precisely what the living Christ is going to do when he returns to rule all the nations of the earth. See, it is cause and effect. We reap what we sow. And today there's a lot of negative effects because of the way people are living. But in the future, after the return of Jesus Christ, it will be a utopia. That's not, that's not hyperbole. But there will be a cause for it. And if we want to be part of that, then we've got to be thinking about the cause and effect in our lives today. God needs people that are experts at sowing good bountifully so that there can be a bountiful harvest of good. 
we have to really be considering this in our lives today. Cause and effect and the reality that we do reap what we sow, consider very much what you're sowing today because you will reap the foul bounty of that in the future, whether it's good fruits or if it's negative fruits. There's a lot more about the world that's coming and the wonderful causes and effects that will be in place at that time. And again, it's called The Wonderful World Tomorrow. What it will be like, and you can get that at thetrumpet.com. That's free, and you can order it and have it sent to you, or you can read it there online. Also, we have the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. That's a free course at thetrumpet.com, and it takes you through many subjects, including God's Holy Day Plan, where you see what God's plan for mankind is, what's happening today, and what will happen in the future. God's very much concerned with cause and effect, with reaping what is sown. And so we need to consider that in our lives today as well. That's all the time we have for this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.